Hey everybody, welcome to the Mando Fan Show. We are back live here on the Star Wars News Net YouTube channel. And we're going to be talking about The Mandalorian Chapter 15, The Believer, written and directed by Rick Famuyiwa. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us tonight live. Uh, hopefully you canceled some awesome plans because this is going to be an <laughs> awesome hour of talking about The Mandalorian. Uh, plans with plans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 2020. There's no plan. Uh, <laughs> I had Chinese food. That was like the highlight of my week. It was fantastic. Um, James and Lacey with me as always. And our uh, guest, uh, bassist for the band Beartooth, huge Star Wars fan, gamer, uh, nerd at heart, just like all of us, Ashi Bashar. What's going on, man? Thank you so much for joining us on the Mando Fan Show. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys <laughs> for having me. We're excited Glad to, to be uh, here. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to have you on. And James actually uh, uh, kind of brought you to us. So I don't know if James, you want to explain that a little bit from your roots. Uh, I mean, I used to be in a band, and uh, I don't know, I kind of float in the metal world. I guess you could say. Um, I I kind of uh, had some friends, and we were talking over chat and stuff, and I think some names were tossed around about some people who were interested in Star Wars, who were also kind of in the music metal scene and stuff, and. Uh, she's name got thrown in there and then we started talking on Twitter and I thought, you know what? Hey, why don't you come on the show? Um, but yeah, <laughs> big fan of Beartooth. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows the band, but freaking huge metal band. And it's just awesome to watch you guys come out of Ohio. You know, that's in yeah, a way man. that's kind of like support from from my band and Ohio metal and all that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's definitely wild to be here with you because, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the band oh. that you were in, you know, and so comes full circle. So here we are. Um, we do have so one I, problem, though. Uh, the chat wants to know who this other person is hosting the show because you don't have a hat on. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I noticed, too. Uh, so I, I, uh, I got a haircut and I was like, I had one of those days where I woke up and my hair, I didn't have to do anything to it. Usually it's like, uh, and I was like, this is a sign. I got to just go with it today. But um, yeah. So um, before we get into things, uh, thanks, Adam. John's got to show up. There. Silver Fox here. You got it. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? If, if, uh, uh, what's his name? Timothy uh, Oliphant. Oh, Oliphant. Yeah. yeah. And I can do it. Right. Uh, um, That's right. All right. So before we get into things here, if uh, you you folks with us now live, don't mind uh, liking the video. Uh, we appreciate that. And if you feel like sharing it to let people know to your social media that we're live, that's cool too. But otherwise, we're just thankful that you're here hanging out with us in the base talking about Mandalorian. Um, so yeah, we're going to get into it uh, pretty much right now. If you do want your comments shot up to the front and read on the show, we do have the super chat option too, which uh, also supports us. So we appreciate that. Um, but here we go. So the first thing we do on this show is the Pedro Pascal face scale, which is so fitting for this chapter because we actually saw Pedro Pascal's face. So before we get into <laughs> that, were you, uh, I'll start with you, Ashi. Were you surprised that we saw him, uh, his face on the show besides obviously that one snippet from last season? Yeah, I was initially, uh, <laughs> surprised, um, and I, I was kind of caught off guard by it because I was kind of expecting the next time we saw his face to be almost like 
a big game changer reveal maybe in front of some other mandos okay um, yeah. So that's what I had in my head going into it. And then so so as it played out, I was like, oh, this is happening right now. <laughs> so uh, I was caught off guard at first. So, yeah. Yeah, me too. James and Lacey, what about you guys? Um, well, I wanted to do this super chat really quick because it's about sure. Ashi. So David Probus said, Ashi, I was at the last show on tour with a day to remember. We had the giant mosh pit with the people pyramid in the middle. Crazy show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. That is cool. I don't remember um, what city that was in, but I do remember the people <laughs> pyramid. Uh, giant pit. Uh, that's every city, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, um. No, the the face thing. Yeah, I think it was weird. It was because because I think we've I think we've been leading that way. I think like there's been enough tea leaves in the sense that he's going to remove his helmet. I I think. Uh, Ashi said it right though, because it, it, you you think it was going to be like a bigger lead up, and and for for whatever reason in this episode, it was just like this one little thing that caused him to have to do it, you know. Yeah. Um, and it and the, I felt like it was very true to a person who hasn't taken their helmet off like in forever. Like it, when if you think about a person that doesn't have to interact facially with anybody ever. Like they don't know how to like treat their face. I know it seems weird to say, but like he wasn't like handsome and charming. He was like caught off guard the whole time. He's like frozen. And I was like, yeah. that's probably exactly how it would go down. He just doesn't know how to react. He's been thrown. Um, yeah. So I thought, I, yeah, I thought it was uh, interesting the way that they chose to do that. And it'll probably be more and more, you know, as the series goes on. Yeah. Dang, he's handsome. That's what I got to say. Handsome yeah. guy. Uh, other than that, what I thought when it happened was <sighs> John's right. Because we had a discussion of when the helmet was going to come off. And I said, oh, it's obviously going to happen, you know, at this big moment for Grogu and or not going to happen at all, you know. And then John was like, no, he's definitely going to do it because he has to like for Grogu. I remember being yeah. like, no way. And then it happened. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I pictured it different. I pictured it like on gunpoint. It was like, take the helmet off, you know. And right. Like, or not at all. That was or our two yeah. picks. And then yeah. John was like, no, it's definitely going to be like he has. To, like, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> what, one thing about it is, um, you know, and we'll get into it, obviously, because we got to get to the scores. But, sure. you know, even though Grogu wasn't in the episode, which was the first time uh in the show he he still did this for him uh so Absolutely. It, it, and all the chaos mm. that happened in this episode was just for this little green dude so we'll get into no that, grogu but, this week i know very, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, he just wasn't there it's because he, he doesn't have the contract if this was seinfeld you know like <laughs> yeah. all four of those people have to be in every episode he's <laughs> counting yeah. lines and exactly. stuff right. yeah. Yeah. Ace alexander will walk if you don't exactly get him, uh, <laughs> um all right so let's let's score this thing as we always do um james you pointed out a great observation in terms of how this thing is going to crescendo here but uh we're going to go a little out of order so james why don't you kick us off with your rating on the pedro pascal face scale chapter 15 
Yeah. Um, I was, uh, if, if I always do 7.5 is like my mediocre thing. So if 7.5 is like middle of the road, then did I, did I start kind of, you know, leaning towards this was really good or is it kind of like on the lower end of being a good show? And so I, I think this one kind of leaned a little bit this way. So I went with a seven. I still feel like it's a pretty solid score, but I think as we'll get into it, like things happened, but it wasn't as impactful as I would have expected the, you know, episode seven before the finale, you know, like to be, uh-huh. I was just kind of like, Oh, that felt like a, that felt like a five, like a, an episode five or six or something. But it was like it's episode seven, that's getting really close to the end. And it still yeah. kind of felt like just over here a little bit, you know? All right. All right. So seven for, Chapter 15 for you, James. Lacey, what did you give this uh, episode? Uh, I gave it nine faces. I thought this episode was amazing. I had so much fun watching it. I had a smile the whole time. And Bill Burr was perfection. I loved everything he did. And I thought I was going to hate it. Like, honestly, I'm a huge Bill Burr fan. The -hmm. first few lines, I was like, oh, no, are they going to like Bill Burr this stuff up? (laughs) Like, just make it all that like kind of snarkiness. But it it honestly worked, and I'll get to it soon. But my favorite part is something he did. All right. Yeah. Have you good. seen the the um the movie that he was just in? Um, I didn't. But I watched F, F is for family. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in that. Which too. some of his lines reminded me of that show. Just like the oh, come on. It's hard not to with <laughs> yeah. because he's voice acting in that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just picture the cartoon, and I really like yeah. that show too. So. Yeah. yeah. Sure. King so of good. King of Stanton Island, right? That's what that one was called. Yeah, with Pete Davidson. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. Thought he was like really good. Did you say that. Stanton Island? What Staten is it? Staten Island. Staten Island. Staten? <laughs> Staten Island. <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. We just talked to you. Oh, I tell you. Um, No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Ashley, (laughs) what uh, what did you rate uh, this episode? Um, So, yeah, James, you texted me earlier and you're like, what score you got? And I said, (laughs) I I told him I had it at a six, Mm -hmm. uh, but I told him I was going to about to watch it again. So I watched it a second time and I I bumped my score up to at least a seven. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, maybe even higher. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it the second time through. Um, there were there were some like nitpicky things I had issues mm. with the first time through. Uh, that kind of like uh, kept me from enjoying it as much as I should have been. So, but second time through, you know, as happens with Star Wars a lot of time. Uh, once you get those past those things, uh, you're able to enjoy it the second time through without worrying about them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'll give it at least a seven for sure. All right. So that is all right. We're, we're in solid scores here. We're doing all right. I mm-hmm. uh, I was in between everybody here. I gave this an eight. Um, I it wasn't one of those episodes where I'm going to be like, um, if I want to sell somebody on the Mandalorian, I'm going to show them this episode. But I thought it had uh, a lot of cool action in it. Um, the Boba Fett stuff was fantastic. And I think this is going to be a big theme here. Uh, Bill Burr just uh, like if Bill, if Bill Burr is coming into your sci-fi fantasy show and stealing the show, stealing the episode, that says a lot. So uh, for him alone, I, I'm bumping it up into the eight. So an eight for me. And that gives us a uh, 7.75. 
uh, is our average score. Um, James has a uh, graphic somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah, I do. I was yeah. hoping. <laughs> yeah, he he moved yeah. the score up a little bit, so I was hoping you'd stall for a second. And I was like, I could, oh, I, could okay. another, okay. I could get another, I could get another graphic I, up there. No, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, um, they wouldn't even have known it. I mean, you're just looking at all the Pedros and just getting mesmerized by uh, what's <laughs> going on there. So, uh, yeah, seven point seven five for us and our patrons, which seems to be a theme, uh, are always a little bit higher than us, and they mm-hmm. clocked in at eight point two. Not higher than uh, me. Yeah. So those are our patrons okay. over uh, resistance officers over at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, if you do want to support the show, um, check us out over there. Tier start at $2 a month. And we have a like 10 mini episodes every month and a discord chat, a lot of great stuff over there. So at least check mm-hmm. it out. Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you want to support what we got going on, this show would not exist without uh, that support. So great score yeah. by them and a comment. Uh, one of our new majors, uh, Michelle Manazzi. Uh, I had to pick this. It's so funny. She has eight out of 10 Pedro's. It would have been a 7.5, but actually seeing Pedro's face bumped it up. So mm-hmm. the face <laughs> increased her score on the face scale. It is perfect. Absolutely perfect. And we have a super chat that talks about that too. Nice. Okay. Oh, what is up? Thank Matt Howe. Super creative way to force Din's face reveal. Worried that he was scanned though. Also Bill Burr, Emmy nom for his performance. So good. I, I'm saying. He was really good. Yeah um okay that's it uh all right no Let- i lied one more <laughs> oh okay here we go casey the gray Thanks, casey. thank you so much yeah uh <laughs> I just like more pedro pascal or ashi bashar uh, now you're that's in that my, realm that's my that's a friend of mine <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to say that you're supposed to uh, just take it. the compliment and run with it huh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't you, I don't know who you are but thank you uh <laughs> Caden Verkus says, seeing the anger from Mayfeld at the loss of his friends, sold him as a character to me. 9.5 out of 10. That's a good score. Yeah. yeah. Nice. A lot of Bill Burr. All right. Cool. Yeah, I saw some people saying, like, I, you know, I want to I see this character show up more, but I also, I feel like I would be happy if that was, that was it. Like, he got an episode where he sucked, and then he got an episode where he was redeemed. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And I, <laughs> I like this. This is perfection. perfection. Well done, Danny. You're right. All right. Uh, let's get into some Easter eggs here. Um, context really is not important at all. Um, and we're not looking for too far of reaches. Like, Oh, I saw a tie fighter. Like, come on. But um, you know, anything, anything connected to star Wars or star Wars lore or past star Wars content, or even other pop culture references. Um, and yeah, we'll get into it now. So uh, Lacey, we will start this week with you uh um, what? what do you have what do you have for easter eggs you you probably read the show notes you knew you were up first uh no i what, didn't <laughs> what do you have for uh, an easter egg or reference from chapter 15 uh i think the pretty obvious one is operation cinder was mentioned mm-hmm. that to me was a moment that i was like oh oh, oh uh yeah so that's pretty nuts. That means all of this is tying together, which we knew was happening, but it's interesting to actually hear it come out of someone's mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, on the on the ground from uh, one specific person really humanizes that and um, uh, definitely a cool reference um, and seeing both sides of thoughts on it uh, right at that, that, that table there. Um, all right, Ashi, you're up. What do you got for any Easter eggs or references? Uh, what do you want to throw out there? Uh, let's look. Uh, there were quite a few um, 
Rogue One um, visual ties. Um, the tank troopers, um, I mm-hmm. think, originated in Rogue One, I believe. And uh, though they were calling them juggernauts, but those uh, big vehicles with with the we- actual wheels on them, mm-hmm. um, I believe those were seen in, on the, the Wobani camp in Rogue One. Oh, um, yeah, because there's not a lot of wheeled vehicles in Star Wars. Um, no, you're right. I had a friend point out that it was ridiculous that this like. <laughs> this very fragile element or whatever is on like the only wheeled vehicle in star Wars. Like, it, was yeah. very it could have been a hover tank, but it wasn't yeah. it's like yeah. rubber tires. Yeah. With fire yeah. Written on the side. <laughs> yeah. I also <laughs> noticed that, and I could be wrong. I didn't, I didn't double check this, but the microphone that they're speaking into on those joke juggernauts look very similar to the one that Han Solo was speaking into in a new hope when he, was doing like yeah. everything's fine here, yeah. uh, it's all fine. <laughs> I, I I was like that looks exactly like it because it's kind of like a jagged like two microphone kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I, it, I could be it. wrong, but it, it, I thought it looked really similar. So there's my all right. sneaky one. Sometimes <laughs> yeah, sometimes I like like I'll I'll see something and I think it's a connection and I'm like I'm not gonna bring this up, but then I see someone else bring it up somewhere else. I'm like, damn it, I should have said something. So <laughs> don't don't hold back. Let it let them. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, James, uh, what do you got? I, I I hope you have one that I I need you to say one, and then we'll see if you say. It. You usually pull this on me, but I'm pulling it on you. I, I don't know. Um, I I I will since Lacey said the one I'll double down on that that he specifically was saying the planet that he was talking about was called Burnin mm-hmm. Khan which was mentioned in the um, shattered well no it's shattered empire canon. oh it is okay yeah so I was like because uh, I usually when I'm watching the episode I'll look up like the planet names and everything that they're mentioning Me just to mm-hmm. see like where they reference and um, yeah I saw that it was in shattered empire so I pulled down the book. And it was it was just kind of a throwaway comment, but it was like, oh, man, yeah, they're going off all the major planets, this one, this one, this one. And they mentioned that one. And it's cool now <laughs> to think he was there. And this was probably the moment where just like many other characters in Star Wars, they started looking around and being like, I, I, I don't agree with this. This is absolutely wrong. And that's mm-hmm. probably where um, uh, Mayfeld, like, you know, abandoned and left the empire and stuff All yeah right. it's really cool so burning con was was mentioned specifically and it's not the first time it's been mentioned in star wars it's kind of cool all right all right so i'm gonna take the one i thought you were gonna go with go for which it was, yeah there's a lot in the junkyard there's a lasat uh oh yes zeb, zeb species mm. and i'm like i'm like all right looking up zeb's age i'm like let me see where he left off oh he, he ends up on lethal like he he's not dead as far as we know like what if he got himself arrested and, and like mixed up in the new Republic? And what if that's him? What if that's him? Yeah. And he's in, he's like a prisoner now. And he's like 55 years old or something. Like either way, they're showing us a lot like live action of that species that I don't recall. We've seen before. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but. And we uh, were concerned that really about cool. that on the show before we were like, how would that translate when we were talking about Luca? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 He did look a little thinner, but maybe that was a quick side profile. But <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I saw that. I took a picture of it and then I went to Wikipedia and nobody mentioned it as a Lasat. And I was like, it freaking looks like a Lasat. Oh, so I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't know if people are just missing this because it goes by quick. 
but yeah, uh, but yeah it definitely. did go by quick like i i remember a light bulb going off when i saw it and then it was gone so fast and yeah. i kind of was like I was like, that guy looked familiar, but anyway, and I just kept moving. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. But yeah, I'm glad you pointed it out because now I know. I'm like, oh, okay, it, it was a Lasat. I, I hope so. Yeah. Or, I don't yeah, know or that, hopefully, yeah. I don't know that Filoni or anybody. I mean, Filoni hasn't been really public with this stuff, but like some of the other I, uh, ILM or Lucasfilm folks sometimes confirm that stuff. Um, I haven't seen it confirmed mm-hmm. yet, but I, I think, I think it was. I don't know. I mean, it looked like it to me. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, Lacey. Uh, do you have any others? What else you got? So I actually have one that is a super chat. So I'm going to bring that super chat sure. up because it's the same thing I was going to say, which is from Sooner Thrawn. Thank you for Sooner the super Thrawn. chat, which is great episode. Such a great theme. We change uh, for our kids. Bill was great. TPS reports, classic office space. First time seeing Moff Gideon nervous. I agree. I laughed so hard at that comment. Um, yeah. And then going into similar, the other movie theme that I picked up on was with the car. It felt very speed to me. Like stay above, stay below, like that type of thing. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. that's I like that. That's yeah. Cool. I love yeah. Speed, by the way. Great movie. Now I like to do. Um, do you have another one from your list that you want to put out? Where that was one. I you said were Speed. Say? Oh, Speed. Okay, right. Okay. Um, I like to do the six degrees thing and like who connects to who and Office Space. Um, uh, what's his name? Livingston uh, is the main actor, and he was in Swingers mm-hmm. with John Favreau. So I wonder mm-hmm. if you just put that as a nod to his buddy. It's so uh, funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Interesting. All right, Ashi, uh, do you have any more? Any others you want to toss out there? He said you had a list, yeah. so I'm just. <laughs> yeah, I have a bunch. My list is like some Easter eggs and just some like notes that I took. But I, um, let's see. Mayfeld said. Uh, to nab like you know like when uh mm-hmm. lando says like they must have heard about that maneuver you pull out the ballots and nab, but he pronounced it wrong he said like tanab or something like that so i was like was it classic star wars mispronunciation <laughs> like because it is lando he says han instead of han mm-hmm. i was like did they do it on purpose wicked is to it- nab <laughs> right <laughs> <He's from Boston>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he probably read so, the script and was like, it's to nab. <laughs> so I don't know if it was uh, intentional or he or he pronounced it wrong and they just left it because they thought it was funny, it is funny or yeah. or what. Or or, or if it, it's a different planet altogether. I don't, I don't know. But it sounded like he pr- was trying to say to nab, but he said tanab. So uh, I 100% took it as the same. That's a planet. good, like, that's a good spot. Good find. Yeah. Good pull, man. I like that okay. one because I... I think I think that went over my head um, for sure. So I, yeah, this is why I like this because then when I go back, like I'll probably watch it again tonight, having processed everything everyone else is giving us here, including the people in the chat, and then just be like, oh, bam, I feel like I have superpowers bam, bam, now. Like, yeah. Bam, there it is. All right. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Um, so before James goes, I just want to jump in really mm-hmm. quick because this person is actually popping in and popping out. So Micah Harrison, thank you for the super chat, said, hey, guys, Thanks, just Micah. popping in to say hi. Can't wait to watch the whole show after work. Love this episode. Crazy. There's awesome. only one episode left. I agree. I can't believe. <laughs> Thanks, Micah. Thanks, Micah. <laughs> um, all right, James, you are up. Um, I'm going to go with uh, 
I'm going to go with as they're all giving their reasons why they can't go. Uh, Boba Fett says, let's just say they might recognize <laughs> yes, my face. I loved that line so much. I loved yeah. that why line. is Boba Fett hilarious now? <laughs> they, might, they might recognize me. I was like watching with Matt and I was just like, get it? Because he's all the faces. <laughs> let's yeah. just say my face is recognizable. <laughs> I yeah. loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Let's just say. Like, he doesn't want to explain yeah. why. He's too tired to yeah. explain why. Yeah. He's been in a Sarlacc pit now. He's like, I don't want to. Long story. <laughs> yeah. I Good wonder one, if, the, I wonder if the, the, the toxic um, slime from the Sarlacc like, would make the face not identify the same as the clone face. But he didn't want to take the chance. It's so funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Good. yeah. I mean, um, we recognized him, so you would assume that other people would. True. You're right. Um, mm-hmm. Except right. for me. Uh, <laughs> you missed it. That's right. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. He turned around. I'm like, who's that guy? And then I went like, <laughs> right, yeah, hours you got, later. You got to tell Ashi about that, that you missed, yeah, that you whiffed yeah. on that. Yeah. So, so just... It wasn't until like I, I, we all watched the episode in the morning and then we kind of like feel each other out, like if we've seen it yet. And John was like, that was incredible. And I was like, I know they did it. Uh, Tom uh, Vanth, Tom yeah. Vanth, yeah, he was in the episode and he goes, and Boba Fett. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> I was like, what? And then I like, kind of did the I, same I, thing in my chat. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, which clone is that, guys? And they were like, it's Boba Fett. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> See, I didn't even put it together. I was like, who's the mysterious man who we don't know? You know, I didn't take it as a reveal. I just, <laughs> you didn't get it at all. For yeah. whatever reason, I did not I did not recognize him. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Just for whatever reason, it didn't click that that was yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> so it was funny. funny man. Exposed later, yeah. Um. My, my, I guess my last one would be, and this one might be a little bit of a reach, but again, sometimes you got to go for it because other people may be like, oh, yeah, was when Mayfeld said, uh, I can't see anything in this helmet. And that is like a, almost a verbatim line to Luke in that when he had yep. the Stormtrooper helmet mm-hmm. on in A New mm-hmm. Hope. So I was like, and I know it's like a running gag, like why Stormtroopers stink at hitting things because their helmets are just not practical for sight. And he's just like, I'm taking this thing off. I can't see anything in this helmet. So that made me think of that. I don't know if that rung that for you guys too. Um, but I might, uh, I might yeah, I actually had that one written down. Oh, okay, and, cool. All and right. I was also hesitant about saying it, but with the amount of Easter egg videos that I've watched where they, you know, named the most obscure little ties, I was just like, yeah, it's yeah, worth yeah. writing down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, they needed an excuse for him to take off his helmet. So, you know, they pulled from A New Hope in that way. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is works. also very similar uh, in the chat. We have a super chat from Mick Elvis who says, not an Easter egg as such, but the way Mando and Mayfeld get a hero's welcome at the base is very reminiscent of Han and Luke's after Yavin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Thanks for the super side, chat. Yeah, thank you very much, Mick Elvis. Thank you, Mick Elvis. Appreciate that. And thanks to everybody who's been sending in the super chats. That's very cool. Appreciate it. Um, all right, Lacey, do you have any others? My, I think I'm out. I'm tapped. Um, I mean, besides like the stereotypical running across the roof, jumping into the plane, a very like matrixy, any, yeah, you know, all that yeah. stuff. And then like the thermal detonator is the thermal detonator. Sure. Yep. Like, not the rock. Not the rock. <laughs> not no the rock no clicking sound with his mouth. Yeah. And then the seismic charge thing is very uh, prequel, where like the Obi Wan Kenobi scene where he's. Oh, Attack of the Clones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I, I was like, is that an Easter egg or is that like a blatant, obvious? That's like, a. It was so it cool. Yeah. yeah, it was so cool. I, I they were like they were like we've got company, and I saw the 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 Tie Fighters coming up, and the second he goes and he. he j- shifts the the slave one the other way i was like i this is it this is it he's really dodging them yeah i knew well before he actually dropped it is like as soon as he turned the ship away i was like oh he's running away or trying to like deflect them like Django did and so i was like this is it it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and then it opens up and i'm like i I was like i didn't recognize the bomb itself but i was like I was like, I mean, that could be a bomb, but I'm like 80% sure it's going to be a seismic charge and they're going to do it. And they totally did it. And everybody loved it. I'm sure. Yeah. It's so epic, but there is one thing that makes me laugh about Boba Fett. And it's when he's waiting for them to say something and he's sitting and the camera's like this and he's like, okay, got it. And you're like, have you just been (laughs) sitting? (laughs) Yeah. He's like Argyle and Die Hard, Just hanging out. (laughs) The slave one design is just nuts. Like it's like laying down. Uh, Another thing that we saw was the first time. I think it's the first time seeing like the passenger area of slave one and where they're all sitting there and you can see the ship kind of turning around them like outside. Like that's right. That's a new toy or something waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I was very Mm -hmm. like confused by that, that it was like um, a a stabilizer. So you're not spinning and the ship moves around you or something. Um, I thought that was a very interesting. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Um, and the other thing is funny, you know, we're, we're making fun of James, um, as he self-admittedly <laughs> said, he didn't pick out Boba Fett. I was so unaware that it was going to be the seismic charger until it's seismically charged. And I, was, <laughs> I, see this, I see the thing open up. I see the thing come out. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Do, 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 do. Bong. I'm like, ah! Oh, I didn't know it was going to be Star Wars awesome. until it warred the stars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That was my that was my moment of the episode. Like, oh, I was yeah. stoked when that yeah, happened. I think that's, that's that's one of my favorite yeah. parts of Attack of the Clones. So, oh, without um, that. Uh, yeah, James, you have any others? I actually kind of mentioned a couple of the like um, the like coastal defender, the, the like short troopers and stuff. One that I don't yeah. think was mentioned was is the um, and I looked up their name, the Imperial weapons technician. That was also what Jin disguised herself as. Yeah, um, they only okay. show up to like the scopes like they're like picking them off. But I was like, I was like, yeah, those are definitely them. Um, mm-hmm. So that was another one to add to that. Um and this last thing isn't an Easter egg, but kind of like an observation. I actually think there's kind of like a mistake in the episode because whoever was like editing doesn't read Arabesh. Um, when he's trying to get into the panel, there's a couple screens that pop up that say like, you know, facial recognition required and, and kind of that thing. Mm-hmm. And then at one point when he's still fumbling with it, it switches screen and says access is granted. And then he, and then they cut away. And when they come back, it's like, it's like, you can't get in and it's, it's still counting down. And then it, and then when it finally gets to the end, it pops up and says access granted again. And I was like, Uh. so I just think someone what didn't know this and was just like messing with the different screens that he's probably pushing the buttons and causing different screens to pop up. 
but um, I love that James yeah. took the time to translate all That's, of that. They, they Actually, did that so that you would do that. That's why they did. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. You know, it's funny. I'm starting to get good enough that, like, I don't have to like. I, most of the time, I'll, I will have to pause, and it takes me a couple seconds sure. to kind of like read through it. But there are times when certain things pop up, like caution and warning, like they pop up and I recognize them immediately. I don't need sure. to pause. I know exactly what that is. Um, I can just tell by certain letters. But uh, but no, I, the, I, I'm getting better, guys. I'm getting better. Interesting thing is they could go back and uh, edit that yeah. correctly like they did with the jeans and T-shirt guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you <laughs> yeah. might not ever see yeah. that again. That's There's true. also a helicopter in one of the other episodes too, and well, I haven't yeah. checked no to way. see if they. Yeah, I haven't checked to see if they got rid of that one yet, but uh, but yeah, I feel like this would probably be the most difficult. Man, eh, maybe not. I don't so know. if if anyone if if James Bainey disappears after this episode, <laughs> look look in the basement at Disney Studios in Burbank because they're Access gonna have tonight. him. Yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have the shackles that fit him or whatever they call the the things that they or put the on, ones uh, for Grogu and almost be like yeah, this. right yeah. Uh, James <laughs> is blowing the roof off all these uh, editing mistakes. So uh, John, before you do go, I do have an Easter egg super chat from Sergio. Ooh. Thank you for the super right. chat. Who said the "You People"? I mean, Mandalorians from Bill Burr as a reference to his Netflix special. You people are all the same. Could be. Well, I think. Yeah. Could be. I wouldn't I mean, be surprised if they have a ton of improv from Bill Burr where he's just saying stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and, like and to be honest paper with you, tiger? That, that phrase felt very Bill Burr because he's not very politically correct. He's like, and by right. you people, I mean, and it, it, that, yeah. and by you people is a politically correct phrase. And so he kind of yeah. was like doing it tongue in cheek and stuff. Yeah. So it's, yeah, definitely felt right. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, that yeah. And I still find it so funny about Bill Burr being involved because his whole story was John Favreau saw him in like a restaurant and was like, hey, man, you want to be in Star Wars? And he's like, ah, people are going to hate that. And he's like, no, you should do it. And he's like, OK. All right. <laughs> yeah. I think the the character's story, his character's story arc is kind of like meta in that way with yeah. him, like kind of coming around. You know what I mean? Because oh, like he definitely yeah. came around like to Star Wars and, and you know, as cynical as he is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and he's so cynical as a character in the show as well. And yeah. he kind of did the same thing. So, and that fits his, his whole humor and his whole brand. Um, mm-hmm. Do and, you have any uh, more Easter eggs, John? Sorry. I didn't mean to like make it all no, about Bill Burr no, because think, it's going to happen in about five minutes. I think we're all done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, We'll segue into that in just a moment, but we do uh, have one more super chat from T Bellet who said, "Happy Thanks. Friday, TRB. That crispy boba armor and armor and gauntlets feel like a nod to the original Kenner colors." Thanks for all you do. May the force be with you. Thank you Thank so much. You. I love your Thank Batman. You. Uh, with Batman's the coffee, chilling, chilling with some coffee, and that's. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that Boba Fett paint job. When I love it too, man. Like, that looks awesome. I thought that, that was fire. He even yeah. painted inside the dent. Yeah. 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 It was really, really cool. Uh, we also have one from Sup- uh, Sweet Star Wars Delight. Thank you so much. Who said, where's the scene where Boba Fett had his armor in the washing machine? <laughs> Laughing face. <laughs> Boba's cleaned up and looking all spiffy. It's pride. Yeah. Pride that he definitely. Yeah. Because we, we had talked about this. Like, why does Cobb Vanth <laughs> look so bad in comparison to Mando? It's because Mando's under outfit looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um 
Boba Fett's outfit was always that like brown gray jumpsuit thing. And yep. Boba Fett now has this like really cool, like black mesh kind of thing going on. Yes. Uh, and then he also has this like kilt kind of looking. I liked that. Thing. It's like a samurai look with the long yeah. underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. cool. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the uh, Mando code, um, which if you are watching by now, hopefully, you know, is our season long giveaway contest i've been revealing a new number on each episode and on our season recap show uh two episodes from now uh we'll reveal the final number and how to submit your guesses to win the mando code bounty so the grand prize is a limited edition mandalorian box thanks to our friends at jewelrybrands.shop which includes the werner herzog empire medallion necklace from season one the mandalorian skull necklace that baby yoda now has oh baby yoda grogu grogu Change your copy, John. Come on, man. Uh, and a brick of Beskar steel. Uh, and it's real Beskar. So you can really do some damage with that thing. Um, and so go to juliebrands.shop. Use promo code TRB at checkout if you want 10% off of your purchase. Um, but uh, make sure uh, you also keep track of these numbers so you can enter to win. But the winner will also receive a supersized Funko uh, Grogu uh, Mando Fan Show Season 2 shirt. And uh, this week, uh, well, last week, I should say, we added the Mission Fleet Mandalorian, the Child Battle for the Bounty. And uh, we'll be adding one more item next week to uh, the collection. So I hope you have your first six numbers of the Mando code. Uh, if not, go back and listen to the previous episodes. The next number in the code is 1515. So write it down, save it in your phone, whatever you got to do. Hopefully you're collecting those numbers and you'll have your shot to win because uh, gonna, what if, if Ashi is like, you know what? Now that I know 15, I think I got it. Ashi, now that he's been on the show is disqualified from entering. I apologize. <laughs> but, uh, wow. <laughs> he's mad. If I would have known like, that. I wouldn't come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, that I'm kidding. You actually can't answer too much. Um, all right, now let's just talk about the episode, have a general discussion. We'll warm up the engines by giving our favorite shot. Uh, Ashi, we're going to start with you. You obviously said already what it was. Uh, so if you want to elaborate a little more on that, you said that was your favorite part of Attack of the Clones too. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, that The uh, seismic charge part, I, it just like, you know, put a big smile on my face. You know, I was like, hell yeah. It happened. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's all there is really to say about it, I guess. But yeah. love you that. Know, that sound design is just nuts. You know, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, dude. it's it's a weird that you're on it because we were talking about the band earlier. But I, back in the day, uh, me and Chris, a member of my band, we were both like super into Linkin Park. And I remember him describing the first time he, what? You're still into really into Linkin Park. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. But like when we when me and him were the two that were like really into it. So but he was talking about the first time he ever heard the song faint. And he was like he described this moment. He's like, that is what you call what I call a rewind moment. And that's always stuck with me that anytime okay. you ever like see something and you're like, I, I have to go back and rewatch it again. And I, yeah. I did it like three times on that seismic charge because that sound is so like iconic in the way that they did it in this episode too. Yeah. I like hit the button like multiple times and I was like, this is a rewind moment. It was pretty pure. <laughs> joy. It was yeah, cool. it's the silence that comes right before it. That makes it essentially. Yeah. yeah. And that's why and, Hondo you know, or not Hondo. Um, Holdo was so great too. 
Yeah, the silence and then the noise. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The the uh, Holdo maneuver. <laughs> Hondo. Yeah. The Hondo maneuver. The Hondo maneuver. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What was cool about that moment too is um, I I I tweeted to uh, Hal Hickel, uh, ILM guy, about it, and I was like, "Is this the same clip, same sound bite?" And he's like, "You'll have to ask Matthew Wood or whatever." Um, but then he sent me a link. Someone had already like people are amazing. They already paired uh, the moments together. Mm-hmm. So there's a YouTube video of that, and I think it is the same. But the the cool difference is because in Attack of the Clones, there's additional meteor explosions. You can't hear the full echo, whereas this time yes. you hear it really like reverberate. Uh, so right. I don't know that there's a better moment. So I think you you absolutely nailed it, Ashi. Um, Until my another, moment said. Yeah, I have another one that I'll bring up. Um, uh james what uh was your favorite moment of or shot um, or you know yeah my favorite thing was not a moment in the show but it was a what it was a shot um right after the episode starts and they pick up mayfeld and they're they're flying in the ship and they're kind of going over it, they pull up the hologram and they're all kind of like inside slave one just talking and i was like this is so gorgeous like everything about the lighting and the colors and uh just the like cinematography of it. I was like, this is, this is a movie. This is, this is the most movie shot. I feel like out of the entire series, something about it. And um, I was talking with someone um, in our Patreon about uh, in the discord chat about why some of the outdoor shots look so TV or whatever. And uh, they were explaining how that works and then i was like so that explains this shot it's all like it's like indoors and like the way they're they're using lighting and stuff and i was like oh yeah it's it's definitely the lighting that's causing some of those like tv moments but um when i saw that i was just like this is this is the most beautiful shot like of the series like it just looks so pretty nice man absolutely that's a great shot um uh lacy what do you got so before I get into it, we got a couple super chats that I want to get through. So first of all, we have Brian. Thank you, Brian, who said, I think Bill Burr will be added to Rangers of the New Republic show with Kara and Fennec. Kara was impressed with the shooting. I actually completely agree with this. I think they're setting it up that his character could be in that new Rangers show, which we'll get to probably in a little bit when we talk about like what we think is coming next. We also have McElvis again. Hey, McElvis. He said favorite shot was the standoff between Mayfeld and Hess. So much tension. Uh, Fama Yua mm. nailed the Western vibe throughout the episode. I agree. From the top of yeah. the train fight, which is like so Western, to that standoff was yeah. like and soloy, <laughs> soloy, yeah. yes, very yeah. soloy, yes. Thanks. Um, so playing into those two things actually, because they both relate to Bill Burr. Uh, he was my favorite part of the episode, which I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. My actually, my favorite part is very, very him. And it's the part where he's in the car and they start getting attacked and uh, he starts freaking out. And he and it reminds me of when um, Kylo Ren is yelling in The Last Jedi and he's like, blow that piece of junk out of the sky. And I just find it so funny when people like overreact to things. 
And it was the line where he's like, I should have stayed in prison. And he's just like <laughs> yelling at like, <laughs> it was so funny. I was laughing. I cracked up at that one too. I was laughing because he's like doing that high pitch yell that he does. And it yep. made me laugh so hard, especially because like I said, I watch F is for family and he does that yell like all the time Yeah. Uh, that I replayed it, I think two or three times. And I was just cracking up at like 3 a.m. I was like, this is so funny. <laughs> Yeah, he covered the whole gamut in that episode, uh, and we'll get into it in just a second. But my favorite moment, uh, probably to, to no one's surprise here, uh, is um, Moff Gideon's uh, face looking mm-hmm. scared uh, when Mando repeats his lines back to him in a perfectly fitting context. Perfect, uh, yeah. And... You know, you're, you're wondering like, so, so Mando got back there and he's like, all right, let me put my gear back on. <laughs> I, I know what I'm going to do. I just got to get my gear back on. All right, hit record. All right, go ahead. And he, like, I wonder if it was like one take. I wonder if it was like, you don't know, but he delivers it in a, in a slow cadence. And as each line he's delivering, Gideon obviously knows what line is coming next because he knows those are his words. And he's mm-hmm. just like, oh, God. And then that look on his face, like that's how good this guy is. Giancarlo Esposito, zero lines of dialogue in this episode, and it's my favorite moment of the whole episode. And he just looks terrified. So we're going into a, a, a chapter, our season finale, where we have our bad guy finally, like, you know, the Russians cut. Like, he's not physically, but you're seeing a vulnerability there that mm-hmm. we haven't seen yet. So that excited me, and I'm, I hope they really they bring, like, th- those two come together and, and have another brawl like they did the uh, in the air last season, but more. I think Adam says it perfectly. Dark saber verse Beskar uh, spear. Here we come. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. So John, you know I what? Think, my, you know what my. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just say. I think up until that point, maybe um, Gideon hadn't realized that um, that Din was so invested mm-hmm. in Grogu. Like he he probably was thinking, oh, this Mandalorian doesn't care about this creature that much. Yeah. So as yeah. long as I get him back, it's gonna be good from there yeah. and now he's like oh wait this dude actually like is attached to this thing and like wants him back and he's right. like crap now i have to deal with this so that's anyway. a good point yeah. my my favorite part of that scene was i was thinking the first thought that popped into my head when that happened is i i don't i don't know why he would do that like why would you contact somebody and completely blow any sort of element of surprise like we're coming get get your guard up, you know what I mean? Prepare for us because we're coming. And then I thought, you know what? I bet in a lot of ways there's a there's a psychological tactical yep. advantage to that. Psych out. Yeah. And so I I thought, you know, maybe maybe he's playing that game. He's like, you know, this could probably hurt us, but I think getting inside of this guy's head is probably more advantageous for us in the long run. Um, so I will send him this message and let him know that I am, I'm listening, I'm preparing. You didn't expect me coming. I'm coming, you know? So, um, yeah. so that, it's that like, I'm going to get you back, but I'm not going to tell you when it's coming. You know what I mean? It's one of those yeah, things yeah. like you do to yeah. your little brother or something like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. uh, <laughs> I made your mother, the slap bet. <laughs> Slaps giving. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Pat is in hunger game. yeah talking to president snow Mm -hmm. um so yeah let's just kind of get into it here in terms of a general chat in the episode uh obviously bill burr a big thing so um for me that was a a show stealer and it seems like that's been the theme for most people online and most of us here 
So, um, I, you know, I tweeted jokingly like 2020, like if you told me in 2003, as I'm watching Chappelle's show and he's playing like this, the token white guy, the judge for the draft and stuff that in, in 2021, Bill Burr is going to be nominated for an Emmy for a star Wars show. I'd be like a color commentator for the dice game in the basement. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, dude, what drugs are you on? <laughs> like, that is crazy. So uh, I'll just start throwing out there to you guys on that. So I don't know, Ashi, what do you think about Bill Burr? Are you a fan of Bill Burr's? Yeah. Like, uh, I am. Yeah. Like okay. I said, like I, I watch episodes for family really like that show. Um, and Bill Burr is hilariously abrasive. Um, <laughs> And yeah, no, it was just really good to see him actually act in this episode and do some non-Bill Burr delivery of dialogue, especially in the scene where they're sitting there at the table in the mess hall, which is very, you know, I think a nod to like an Inglorious Bastards, which yeah, I, I think yeah. everybody's already kind of blowing that up um, online and stuff, but. Yeah, great scene, and it was really good to see him like deliver some serious lines of dialogue there. So, good stuff from Bill Burr. Absolutely, um, un- unexpected. Now, Lacey, I know you're you've been a big fan of his. Even um, let his performance last year on the show, which doesn't even pale to to this, right? So, yeah, no, this is three hundred percent better than last year. I feel like last year we still kind of had that view of him, of like, oh, it's Bill Burr shooting some yeah. space guns that was but, one of my negatives that right. people were like oh i was totally sold on his character i was like no nah, it seems like bill burr like just being bill yeah. Burr in the episode. yeah yeah i agree um but yeah no i've been a fan since day one i remember when we saw that footage at celebration i saw him in the footage and i was like i don't know if we're allowed to talk about this oh, right right on favreau said you can't talk about it so then when it finally came out i was like it's just bill burr and i like used a clip of it and i remember for a long time he was denying it or like not talking about it and I don't know if he did that on purpose or someone told him to. And then he showed up and I was like, see, I told you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he like Ashi just said, he was just so good in that one scene. And it was a scene that you kind of were wondering what side he's on, which I feel like we have a lot in Star Wars from Lando and a couple other characters that you're always like, oh, I don't know what side are they on. Um, but you really it was crazy. And that like 25 second delivery you saw all the pain that he felt as someone that thought they were doing the thing that was best for them and how much pain and destruction they caused and then the idea of you still thought you were doing the right thing by driving this vehicle in and you're still on the wrong side like it's always who is the right side um and then obviously that shot at the end where he blows up the whole base is just like so epic i just i feel like a lot of times and i'm guilty of this too is you look at star wars and you kind of try to find the deeper meanings and what does it all mean and what are the themes here this was an episode that i had a smile on my face the whole time and i just had fun watching and i didn't need the deeper stuff necessarily and i think that's why i enjoyed it so much um and i just i love just having fun watching star wars and this episode did it for me yeah without a doubt Uh, james uh, to me it was pretty on the nose um had we not had the presentation first, maybe not, but very obvious Kara's observations of him. Uh, are you thinking he's going to be in the New Republic uh, Rangers series? You know, I, 
I don't know if that was Lacey's idea or she saw it somewhere else, but I the first time I did time not see I, it anywhere I else. I tweeted it at three and then realized there's a spoiler and I deleted the tweet and then retweeted it later in the day. D- it didn't it seem so on the nose though. You know it I mean? was pretty, and then she lets him go, and he's like, I don't, mm, mm, mm. That was some good shooting there. Like, <laughs> her delivery wasn't great. I'm not gonna lie. Her her yeah, delivery yeah. was probably the worst of the show, like in this there, episode. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll probably say that too. There was there was actually a line specifically where like the scene dragged on, and I was like, Is anybody gonna talk? And then she says one line, and then they cut away, and I was like, Did she forget her line? And then did she <laughs> take? Did she? she was she sitting oh, there no. like waiting for Ming Na to say something, and then like right. she's like, "Oh, that's me," and then she says her line. I don't yeah, know. You see her right. elbow like tap her, like. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, that, it didn't occur to me at all. You're saying it was like on the nose, and I was like, I was like, I feel like the only thing on the nose about this is that it was very cliche. Like, you yeah. suck, and then he does something good, and then like. You're not so bad. And I was you like, know what? You're all right. I yeah. loved it. Give me all the cliches. Yeah. I loved it. You know, but like it was weird because like I like okay, we just got done writing this or just talking about Bilber's delivery and like the reason that scene lands is because you know, 10 minutes ago he's in the 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 truck and he's he's saying it doesn't matter what side you're on, there's no sure. there's no right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in here and he's being hit in the face with with his past which is you've made that decision in the past before and mm-hmm. you recognize it as, as wrong and you are denying it. And now you can't deny it any longer. And he, mm-hmm. he has to do what he has to do. And I think that that goes into the writing, but then it's weird because I'm like, but th- getting him off and letting him go, I'm like, that's cliche and that's bad writing. And maybe they could have handled it better. Just the whole, like, I saw the prisoner die. I thought that was such a dumb move on her part. Like, like he's not going to, she's, she's going to go back and say that she removed a prisoner from prison, took him to this place. And then he was killed there. She's going to probably get questioned about that. Maybe not. But then on top of that, he's likely going to show up alive somewhere else. So the report back on her claiming that he died is going to, go right back to her i don't know it just seemed like a dumb move she also leaves them on that planet and if we know anything about star wars there's only like one city or one building per planet (laughs) it was a big what's he gonna do i mean the only thing he can do is try to go back to that facility and steal something to get off i don't know just the whole thing seemed weird but whatever. We do have a super chat from Christian Morales. Thanks, Christian, who said, shout out to the Imperial Remnant for allowing the story to continue by not killing anything. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a point. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, one other thing I was going to bring up. Um, well, two things. One, uh, a quick little line of dialogue that I don't know if this was all Rick Famuyiwa or Favreau's like, I need to like um, make sure we... Uh, stabilized Mando as the lead dog here is when, you know, uh, Boba Fett comes walking down the ramp and, and Mayfeld's like, oh, oh, I thought you were someone else. <laughs> yeah, I and love then, that. Like, <laughs> the, the Western music kicks and you see Mando at the top of the ramp. And like, okay, Alpha is Mando still. Boba, you know, he's not stealing the show. We mm-hmm. have to yeah. make sure that that's known. I thought that was a... Uh, it It is pretty crazy that Boba Fett is just a character in the show now. 
Like it's not even it, it, you in can't like have one or two episodes. <laughs> yeah, in one or two episodes, he it's like, oh, Boba Fett's back, and then like the next episode, he, it's like, yeah, he's second string. He's he's not oh, the main character. He's one of the. He's equal to like Ming Na Wen, and it's like it's pretty surprising that they managed to somehow take uh, an iconic original trilogy character, put him into the show, and balance him exactly how he's supposed to be balanced not the lead not taking over but still really cool epic um and and at the same time like i said equal to ming na wen like taking a character that is is has been in like one or two episodes is like a throwaway character who got killed like practically and has immediately boosted that character up to someone who's like equal to you know a, a, a cara dune a boba fett and a mandalorian you know that that is it's really interesting how they're balancing their characters in this show. We talk a lot about the baby Yoda taking over, but um, I was just about to ask, how do you guys feel where Grogu wasn't in it at all? I didn't I notice didn't until notice. after the yeah. show, the, the episode was over. I was like, Oh yeah, Grogu wasn't in that one. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I didn't notice it was, it was fine without him. It's it basically when he's in the episode, it's just every time he's on screen, I go, <laughs> and, you know, it's not like, he, it's not like he's doing. He's not really doing much usually. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, he's great. He's great to see. But yeah, I didn't even notice he wasn't there. So, um, so are you are you a are you a Boba Fett fan, Ashi, or are you uh, in the camp of uh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh. Here we go. Uh oh. <laughs> Does he have it? He has oh! it. Oh, okay. Oh. No, you gotta paint that now, man. I know yeah. it looks too. Looks too messed up it's gotta look <laughs> crispy like he does now but yeah no like to, i think tamura morrison's like presence on screen as the character like with his helmet off is like great yeah it's like he doesn't feel even though he is a side character doesn't feel like he's being like pushed away because anytime anything he says i'm just like oh my god he's talking like, it's sick, it's sick. <laughs> and i love how he says stuff too yeah oh yeah, yeah. his voice yeah, he- is just perfect he wasn't the actor that played Boba Fett, but he has the mannerisms of Boba Fett. Like, w- like Lacey, you pointed out earlier, like when he's sitting in the cockpit and they tell him like to put in this or whatever, like him just like pushing the buttons or turning his head to say a line or something. I'm like, that feels like Boba Fett. It really does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's doing a really good job. It, he, it's not just his face. Yeah. 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 Really, really good. It's, it's funny because you, you almost want to think like if they... You know, I, I've heard the gallery thing's only going to be a one and done this round, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. That's mm-hmm. what I've heard. Um, but you could just picture Favreau, like, even though other people are directing it, like just kind of being in there in the cockpit, like now Boba Fett would hit the button like this, or like you know, <laughs> like you know what I mean, um, and let Filoni handle like lore stuff. He's like, no, Boba Fett's glove would look like this. Uh, but, <laughs> people um, in the chat are asking if we think Fett and Fennec are going to go bad. I, I don't or know. If, are we fully trusting those characters? I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I, I, I trust them. I, I can't see them going bad. Yeah, that because if they went bad at this point, I don't think that it would be justified because you got to do some setup for mm-hmm. that to happen, and I just don't feel like there's been any. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. He said a not. Like, <laughs> he said not. Like, I don't want to make um, like when a character gets to a certain point in their arc, like 
Boba Fett's been around for a long time. Right. I, I don't know that they're going to go with this major heel plot line with him uh, on this show. And I don't know if this show has the time for that. Like, for mm-hmm. like, oh, that, that twist. Like, we're always looking for the twist. And uh, J- as James has famously said, like, the curse of the I am your father. Like, now we're always looking for the twist. Yeah. Uh, in Star Wars. Um, but I, I agree with you guys. And Ashi, like you say, like, you don't know that it's, he's going to go that route. Um, I think when we catch up with Boba Fett in the show, he's already gone on his journey to get there. And they're going to maybe fill that in later. Sure. Uh, yeah. with- I can see that comics or books or another show or something Uh, because yeah, I think he's already where he was going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One thing that I wanted to point out kind of like um, they flipped the script on us from the point of view aspect is, you know, they're, they're posing as Imperials and they're going to this refinery thing and there's these pirates after them. But when you really think about it, if the show was flipped on another angle the pirates are like rebels and they're yes. like these yeah. people who are, are trying to stop the the imperials so we're like i'm like sitting there watching like oh they better not blow it up kill that guy's right behind you and then like wait a minute i'm rooting for the bad guys so to speak right here. right from that it's like it twisted my mind a little bit i'm like that's leia with a thermal detonator if you flip the script you know mm-hmm. so that yep. that kind of messed with my mind a little bit yeah yeah i I wasn't a huge fan of the pirate scene because they they drive through the city and you see all these characters who are, you know, poor and and they're suffering because the Imperial thing. And I I get that. And they really close in on that one kid. And I'm like, is he going to show up again somehow? That's broom Um, kid. Yeah, it probably is. No, I think Uh, it's Mando finding connection through a young child like he felt. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to drive home. Symbolism. Um, that's after I just said, I don't care about the deeper stuff. I only right. like the yeah. like, I have a list of metaphors here now. It, it's it's funny, too, because that's very close to Broom Kid in the sense that it's no, that's it's supposed mean. to be a symbol yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but no, they show these like human characters. And then like five minutes later, they're being attacked. And you would think they would be attacked by the people of that village. But they're like these alien creatures and i'm like i don't understand how these guys fit in they just randomly showed up to start throwing bombs and they're really bad at it too like even like when they finally get to the base like one of them like throws it and then it never blows up i'm like did you forget to arm the bomb like yeah i noticed that too (laughs) these this is i'm i'm really going back guys this is seven like (laughs) there's something in this episode that i'm like it's not the greatest, but right. there are yeah. some good parts too. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's but what definitely is- one of the things I had a pro- uh, <laughs> was nitpicky about was that the fact that these probably natives of this planet, you know, are, yeah. you know, they, and they, they're calling them pirates, but they're probably right. not pirates. Right. And Mando's just kicking the crap out of them. But really, they're probably the good guys. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's conflicting. It certainly is. Yeah. But speaking of good things in the episode, we do have a super chat from Lando C. First of all, hey, Lando, hope you're excited hey, about the Lando. news Thanks, of the Lando buddy. series. Uh, um, yeah. And he said, good evening, fam. Did anyone else get vibes in the Din Holocron moment to Moff that had a lot of taken Liam Neeson vibes? So awesome. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of good parts of the episode, I think we can all agree that this part was just yes. like super, super Absolutely. epic. Thank yes. you so thank much. You, yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, so let's um, do some brief speculation on maybe what's ahead 
uh, what we think we're going to get from chapter 16. As far as I understand it, they have not revealed who's directing this. Now, it could be as simple as Favreau's like, yeah, I'm bookending my season here, or there's a, a secret director or, or, or what, because I think everyone that they had announced was directing has done a, an episode. Um, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, Lucas. There. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, yeah, but some people were like, they're, they're bringing Lucas in. I don't think so, but no. I don't know. Um, but yeah, in, in addition to that, what do you guys think? How do you think they're going to try to round this thing out? Do you think it's uh, like, Ashi, do you think it's going to be some epic physical battle between Din and uh, Gideon in, at the end of season two? Or, and do you think he's going to end up with Grogu back? Or where are you at with this thing? I was, that, that's the thing. It's like, I was kind of expecting a little bit more from this episode as far as getting there. So I feel like it, they have a lot to fit into the last episode. You know what I mean? So um, I mean, I, I would imagine we'll see some sort of confrontation between Din and uh, Gideon, but I'm not sure um, how it's going to end up because I feel like they can't, they can't do a cliffhanger where, you know, Gideon makes off with, grogu again because he kind of already did that mm-hmm. like last episode um so are they gonna like round it off mm-hmm. um and just have din get grogu back and maybe gideon escapes i don't know uh because i don't think they're not gonna get rid of gideon yet i don't think but i hope not. Uh, i don't yeah. know i really don't know and and that is interesting about the director D- did favreau direct an episode the first one, I think. So he directed the first one. The one with Cobb Vanth, yeah. Okay. Which yeah. is, in my opinion, the best one so far. I think that was the, my... I give that a nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first one was... I retroactively gave it a nine. <laughs> yeah, my favorite's been Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I had, agree. I'm just Go saying, ahead, they've man. had Bryce Dallas Howard, Peyton Reed, Famuyiwa, Filoni, Favreau, Robert Rodriguez... Uh, and who's this? I'm missing one. Of course, I always I always do that. I always miss one. Filoni. But did you say Filoni? I think I said Filoni. Who did? Uh, did Filoni do uh, two episodes? No, just the uh, um, Ahsoka one. Someone in the chat's probably lighting up who I missed. But yeah, maybe. I thought you did a really <laughs> good job though in naming all those. <laughs> I tried. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't think we have it. But I don't think it's been announced. So I don't know. Someone's Somebody guessing, just said it's the Rousseau brothers. That's what their guess is for the next episode. Oh, dude, that would be amazing. Imagine yeah. we see I, that. They're one of my picks for they. they I want them to do they did visit a big the Star Wars project. Yeah, they did. They did visit the set. That would be insane. The f- season finale is done by the Russo brothers. I think it's going to be an epic battle, obviously, because we have. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito talking about how they he broke multiple lightsabers, so you have to imagine that yeah. he did something to break those things. That's a great callback. I forgot about that interview. Yeah, he yeah. said he broke multiple. So how hard are yeah. you hitting something? Did, the prop guy's like, no. Have using the Hasbro one behind James, and that's why he kept breaking it. It's a <laughs> um, we do have a super no, chat from Frank real quick. He said the believer makes me think that Mayfeld will be back for Rangers because Mando gave him an opportunity to believe in something else to fight for. Okay. I agree. I think they're yeah. from what we got yesterday, really quick from the big announcement with Disney and everything, 
they're setting this thing up for like a big cinematic event with all these like intersecting storylines. So all the things like John said and James said, which was like so on the nose, Ashi said it too, which was like so in your face where they're doing these slow pushes into Kara and slow pushes into Bill Burr and like these moments that he's getting like these hero moments. You're just, that's where I got the feeling. And when I watched it at 3M is like, oh, they're setting him up to do more. It has to be. They're not going to have him walk away in the jungle and never show up again. It felt very yeah, so good to me. We probably wouldn't think that if we didn't know the name of the show and how it's connected. And Absolutely. Stuff. I 100% yeah. agree. I would right. not make this connection unless they announced the Ranger series. Yeah. But Carl Weathers. That was the other one. Sorry. Carl, yeah. Oh, Carl, Carl Weathers. Yeah. yeah. But the way that he walked into the jungle was very Ahsoka walking away from the ship, too. Like very that moment of like oh there's more to come from that character obviously yeah yeah so thank you for the super chat um, uh, appreciated and then Kyle said five dollars but I don't know what Ky- oh John did you get Carl Weathers I just did thank you Kyle thank you though thank you though appreciate that. And then Brian Landers, thank you so much for the super chat, said Din beats Gideon for Saber, gives to Bo-Katan, then she gives the Saber to Fett because he's a true Mando now, and Bo has always been a reluctant leader. I think she is going to come back. That's my own thing. I don't know if I want Boba Fett with the Darksaber, though. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. I definitely think we see Bo-Katan back in the final episode, though, right, for the team-up. Do you she think might we see die, like everyone? Like, do you think we'll see Cobb Vanth come back? Like, they round out everyone he kind of ran into, kind of thing. Or? I'm curious about that because now, uh, who was it that said Russo brothers? I, I can't remember who submitted Danny that. Danny said Russo. Danny yeah, did. Yeah, Danny. That that's good because I, I think we tend to think of these types of shows and the events and what the big episodes. Um, what could they be? It usually leads to some sort of Avengers team up. That's how we picture them now. So bring so, in the Avengers guys for the team up. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think, I think when we generally speculate about this episode, we're like, well, Cobb Vanth is coming back and, um, and, uh, uh um, bo is coming back. Like we, we would, we would, expect that to be the case frog lady coming back frog lady um and when you think about the russo brothers handling so well many multiple characters and doing all those characters justice in their scenes and stuff then it it starts to point out how could you how could you in like an hour uh handle how all of these characters manage to find them themselves back into this and uh giving them all their just dues yeah i think uh russo brothers is a good guess on that one i i I like that a lot um but (laughs) kenobi said mando's (laughs) assemble (laughs) 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 uh dinjarin standing there he hears on your left like (laughs) yep that's what Um, mando just said on your left (laughs) on your left yeah (laughs) Um, no, but uh, but once we got to that episode, the tragedy, I was like, oh, man, that's what we've been expecting the final episode to be. Mm-hmm. We were expecting the final episode to be like the the child is gone. It, uh, it's in the hands of, um, you know, the Empire now. And it's just uh, this bad situation. And yeah. Yeah. now that that when that episode happened, I go, oh, well, now I don't know. Maybe that was like mid season. They made it really bad. And then they're going to end on a happy note again in season two where they're able to get him back and, and save the day. And 
So I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking the season's going to end positively now. Yeah. Yeah. Like Adam you, said, you "Frog, frog lady kills Gideon." <laughs> I love that. Like, put puts one of the eggs like in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see it. That's what were you saying? Vintage Adam. No, uh, you. So you did you say you don't think you think uh, Grogu will end up back with Mando to end this season? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like like James was saying, I think they already did the cliffhanger of like, oh no, they got Grogu, you know, which like, like you're saying, like we kind of expected that to happen on the last episode of this season, and we'd have to wait until season yeah. three yeah. for them to get him back. Uh, but yeah. since it's already happened, it's kind of like, well, they might as well get him back. But I think that they'll throw in a surprise or something that will be like, oh my god, so mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, it's going to be fun to see. We're one week away. So uh, any other final thoughts before we uh, hop out of here? Any things you want to add in there, predictions or, or general thoughts about this chapter? I just want to know if TPS reports are canon. <laughs> <laughs> like, was that a real line where he's like, yeah, the TPS James, reports, or was he totally I'm, just like making something up? I'm like, going to yeah, need you to go ahead and... Look up Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I hope it ends on a happy note. Um, because I I feel things, guys. And I would be so distraught if we don't know what happens to Grogu until Christmas of next year. Yeah, because it's not coming out in the fall. Oh True. gosh. Yeah. We do right. have a super chat from Frank who said Moff Gideon hears Mando's message and says, I understood that reference. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, Frank. Good All right. That's it. All right. So um, that'll do it pretty much for the show here. Uh, Ashi, um, if uh, there's things you want to plug, like for the band or anything else you got going on, uh, you want to challenge the public to all video games, whatever you want to do, uh, <laughs> fire away uh, on uh, your plugs, man. Where can people find you? All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just give me a follow. It's Ashi Bashar. Um, it's at Ashi Bashar on pretty much everything. Um, good luck spelling it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it was great to be here, guys. Thank you so much for having oh, me. Love dude. talking Star Wars. So <laughs> this was a good time. We'll have to have you back on our normal pod to talk about uh, Star Wars in general in the new year. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, we do want to thank. We do want to thank everybody for listening and watching and uh, being a part of uh, the resistance. And of course the Mando fan show, make sure you go to starwarsnewsnet.com every day for all of your star Wars news. Uh, you can find us on the resistance broadcast every Monday and Thursday. So make sure you do subscribe uh, either right here on the YouTube channel or your preferred podcast app. We are pretty much on all the major podcast apps so you can listen to us. Uh, and uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you do like this video and please share it with some friends. Uh, I have to give a shout out. We talked about Patreon before. Our Patreon generals, um, we couldn't do this without you. So I want to thank Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany Russ Harbison, Kendall Gillner, Paul Olson, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you all so much for all of your support. Next Friday, December 18th, 2020 is almost over, guys. Woo! All right. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be joined by our buddy, writer, director, actor Stephen Ford. Uh, you guys, I know, all loved his episode with us on the Resistance broadcast. He's coming back to talk about The Mandalorian, the season finale. So that should be a good time. Uh, Ashi, thank you again so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. You're a great yes. guest. So like I said, uh, hopefully you want to come back and talk uh, other Star Wars stuff with us on our regular pod. Anytime, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. 
Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. So thanks again to everybody. We'll be back again, like I said, 8.30 next Friday, live here on the YouTube channel for the Mando Fan Show. So until then, from James, Lacey, and myself, we will see you around, kids. Yeah.